Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that shares people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. We believe that this podcast will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. As you listen to messages straight from heaven and hear radical stories from everyday people whose lives have been made different by Jesus. So get ready to open your heart and encounter him and go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Merlo, and I'm so glad you're with us today. Hey, if you haven't listened to the Life's Been Different message, I would like to encourage you to check it out and share it with as many people as possible, for it is the story of how my life was radically changed by the Lord Jesus Christ and is the Life's Been Different message. Also, we will be releasing a new episode every Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe. This podcast will have three types of episodes. One, the simple gospel preached through the testimony of Life's Been Different. The second will have messages relating to the promised land or inheriting your place of promise. Or you could say it this way, simply receiving all that God has for you. The promised land is a type of salvation and is the title of my first single, Promised Land, available now on all streaming platforms. Just search Promised Land by Merlot to listen to my new single. The third will be testimonies from ordinary people telling the extraordinary story of how Jesus radically changed their life and why their life's been different. Today, I want to start off by reading this short introduction to the book of James that's found in one of my Bibles. I often look at this because it has such a great description of faith. It goes like this. Faith without works cannot be called faith. Faith without works is dead. And a dead faith is worse than no faith at all. Faith must work. It must produce. It must be visible. Verbal faith is not enough. Mental faith is insufficient. Faith must be there, but it must be more. It must inspire action. Faith endures trials. Trials come and go, but strong faith will face them head on and develop endurance. Faith understands temptations. It will not allow us to consent to our lust and slide into sin. Faith obeys the word. It will not merely hear and not do. Faith produces doers. Faith displays itself in works. Faith is more than mere words. It's more than knowledge. It is demonstrated by obedience, and it overly responds to the promises of God. Faith controls the tongue. Faith acts wisely. Faith produces separation from the world and submission to God. Finally, faith waits patiently for the coming of the Lord. I've believed in Jesus my whole life. As far back as I can remember, I've been going to church, and I'm so glad my mom did all that she could to raise my brother and I there. I remember finding an old drawing from elementary school one day when I was helping my mom clean out her garage of my brother, Jesus, my mom, and I standing on a hill, and it said, I love Jesus and my family. I should have kept it because it was precious. And yet when I was about five years old, a major family event happened that sparked rebellion and anger inside of me 
that carried and grew until I was 25 years old. I would have moments of being fired up for Christ, like in junior high when I was first called of God at a youth camp, or in high school when I was playing drums for a worship band at this church I was going to. But that spark was only there on Sunday mornings. Throughout the week, you would have never known that I was a Christian. In fact, on Sunday mornings during my junior and senior years of high school, I was actually hung over. And after high school, I stopped going to church completely. I was at all the parties doing what everyone else was doing, saying I loved Jesus, but there were no actions in my life to show for it. When I got into the music industry after high school, it only got worse. The party scene led into the music scene of clubs and shows, and that consumed my life. But how can this be? How can a kid that was raised in church and say that they believed in Jesus, and even say that he believed that Jesus rose from the dead, not be a Christian? I would even go as far to say that before 2016, I don't even really know if I was saved. I'm going to give you the answer up front. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The answer is in two words from this passage. The Lord. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. It's the Lord Jesus. In other words, confessing your belief in Jesus and having faith that he was raised from the dead has to be partnered with making Jesus the Lord of your life. It's that decision that sparks the life change. Making Jesus the decision maker and Lord of your life is followed by following Jesus and becoming like him more and more daily. But it's not you doing the work. It's by the humility of your heart and saying, Lord Jesus, I want to change, but I don't know how. Will you help me? And then the Holy Spirit comes in to do the work. It's not something that you work to earn, but it's something that takes effort. As I was preparing for this, I had the privilege to have a conversation about this content with my former life coach, who happens to be the father of the pastor I assist. And he said something so amazing. God is not opposed to effort. He's opposed to earning. You see, the gospel isn't a one-time message. It's not a, oh, I believe that, and say yay to Jesus, and then go to live however you want, and carry on with your regularly scheduled program. I truly believe the gospel is how you live your life after you hear the good news about what Jesus Christ has done for you. It has to produce a change. Your life should start to look different. In Luke 3.8 in the Passion Translation, it says, Turn from your sin, turn to God, and prove it by a changed life. There's the evidence to receiving the message of Jesus. The information should cause transformation. If Jesus isn't Lord of all, he isn't Lord at all. I recently met someone who said they were a Christian. But after being around them, hearing how they talk, and hearing them talk about what they did on the weekends, I'm like, I don't know if you're a Christian. I think you just said that because it was the right thing to say, and because you heard me say that I was a Christian. But instead of passing judgment, I had a deep compassion in my heart because that's how I used to be. So how did I get from there to here? Now let me say this very clearly, flat out and up front. 
You do not receive salvation by works or by earning. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. You can never be good enough. You cannot reach sinless perfection. My best friend said once, Bro, we ain't trying to be perfect. We're trying to be holy. It's 100% by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and by that faith that you become the righteousness of God in Him because His righteousness becomes your righteousness. And like 1 John 3, 3 says, And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He, Jesus Christ, is pure. It's that purifying that takes effort. But it's by grace. It's by His grace that we are saved. Ephesians 2.8 says, For it is by grace that we have been saved through faith, and not that of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Listen, even though I was made right with God, have received this grace, and became a new creation when I received the Lord Jesus Christ, I still had to fight the war of temptation, for example, when I was still bound with pornography. I had been saved, I had become a new creation, and I had received grace, and my sin, past, present, and future had been forgiven as my spirit had become born again. But I still had to work hard every single day to not watch something that I had watched every single day since I was a boy. It took effort to lock up my phone and internet. It took effort to memorize scriptures to pray when I was weak. Listen, if you go to at Merlot on Instagram, you'll see that I only follow one person. And that's the Life's Been Different account. Listen, I only follow Life's Been Different not simply for promotional reasons, but so that I could protect myself and my eyes from seeing things that I don't want to see. Not only women, but also music industry stuff. Things that I know I don't need to consume my mental space with. And during these moments when I'm struggling, I could literally feel the Holy Spirit strengthening me in my weakness. That takes effort. We don't receive Jesus and all of a sudden life is just amazing and awesome. But life after receiving Jesus, should be different. So what are we talking about then? My music manager and I have this saying, and it goes like this. Let's do this and let God do it. So do we do it or does God do it? Well, it's both. God does it and the Holy Spirit helps us do it. Let me give you my brief testimony. I used to be in the secular music industry and I was making music and though playing massive shows and hanging out with my favorite celebrities, I was saying things and was a part of a lifestyle that was all just a figment of my imagination. The issue at heart was identity. I didn't know who I was. That's why I was attaching myself to what I thought I wanted. The celebrity lifestyle of the rich and famous became my pursuit. Fame, attention, lust, drugs, and money. It was all I thought about, but I was losing my soul daily. In September of 2016, I got pulled from darkness and into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. It was the closing night of Rock Conference 2016, the yearly conference held at my home church. My senior pastor, Pastor Jerry Dearman, preached the message that set me on a new life journey, and I heard the one word from God that changed my life forever, and life's been different ever since. That night, 
I was sitting on the edge of my roof and I acknowledged for the first time the voice of God speaking to me. And he said, stop what you're doing and watch what I'll do. That was it. I was all in and never looking back. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what I was going to do or what it was going to look like. But why has my life been different ever since? Why was this time, this message, this service different from the rest? I mean, my mom had to be going to the rock for 20 years. I couldn't tell you how many services I've sat in. I couldn't tell you how many times I heard this pastor preach. Why was it different? How do we know that Merlot truly believed? Why was this time of confessing my sins and repenting different from all the church experiences I had growing up in the church? What was the evidence of my faith? How do we truly know that I believed? We know that I truly believed by what happened the next day. The next day I changed my phone number. I left my group. I started putting effort into leaving my old life behind me. I deleted all my music. I unfollowed everyone on social media. I got rid of my TV. I started reading my Bible every single day. I started going to and serving at church. My heart had literally been changed. I started loving people instead of yelling at people. See, something happened inside of me. The information of that night caused a transformation for my life. Because it's not that we need to know who we are in life. We need to understand who we are in Christ. And when I heard God speak to me, everything changed from within inside out. I met Jesus and all I wanted to do was be like him. The Holy Spirit started doing a deep work and is still doing that work today. What we're talking about is living faith versus dead faith. What James talks about in chapter 1 verses 21 through 25 started happening to me. It says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. That's what happened to me. The next day I started laying aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. That laying aside consisted of me unfollowing people on social media, deleting all my music, which I could say was very vulgar and disgusting. I can't even listen to my old stuff because I can't stand hearing myself cuss so much. And the overflow of wickedness, leaving behind the secular music industry, the running the streets at 2, 3 in the morning in Hollywood. That wickedness. Why? Because I had received with meekness the implanted word. And that word that I received saved my soul. Let's continue reading. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. See, that night I didn't just hear something. I woke up the next day and started doing something about it. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired enough to do something about it. And that night was the night that my life became different. And every day, my life continues to become more and more different as I follow the Lord Jesus Christ because I'm doing something about it. You hearing the sound of my voice through the airwaves is me doing something about my faith. I'm showing you the evidence of what happened to me that night. I went from rapping on stages in the secular music industry about girls and parties and money to preaching the word of God. That's the evidence that something truly happened inside of me. One of the so many verses that my testimony can be wrapped up in is this. Death and life 
are in the power of the tongue. I literally went from speaking death, lust, pride, and greed in music to making music about life and celebration in the Lord Jesus Christ to preaching the gospel. It's amazing. How does that happen? It's by His grace through my faith and the Holy Spirit partnering with my efforts to make all of these things possible. Listen, it's not by working hard to earn your salvation, to earn right standing, to earn perfection in Jesus. But when you receive Jesus, there are works of righteousness that follow. See, my life looks completely different than what it was before. Before, I would wake up and smoke weed. Now, I wake up and read my Bible. Just that one little note is so different than how I used to live. Because how we live proves who we are. If we are in the light of our Lord Jesus Christ, then our lives have to be different. They have to look different than others. We have to respond differently to people. People have to notice that our lives are different because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is 1 Peter 4, 1 through 3. I love how it says it in the Passion Translation. Since Christ, though innocent, suffered in his flesh for you, now you must be a prepared soldier having the same mindset. For whoever has died in his body is done with sin. So live the rest of your earthly lives no longer consumed with human desires, but consumed with what brings pleasure to God. For you have already spent enough time doing what unbelievers choose to do, living in debauchery, sensuality, partying, drunkenness, wild drinking parties, and the worship of demons. Man, that verse is literally like my life. I'm no longer consumed with human desires, but I'm consumed with what brings pleasure to God. One day it just hit me. Man, I've spent enough time doing this. I spent 20 years of my life trying to do things my own way and it never worked out for me. Hey, how's that been working out for me? Well, it hasn't. But living for Jesus has. And this life's been different. Lifestyle can be your lifestyle too. It's so easy. And that works of righteousness produces fruit. This reminds me of Mark 4, 13 through 20. And Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones sown by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear the word, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, so they only endure for a time. That second one, the stony ground, was totally me. I would hear the word, I would immediately receive it with gladness, I would leave church all fired up, but it would only endure for a time. It never went past a night, or a week, or a month. And afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. That is also me. I would say that that, the thorns, 
is my life when I was in the music industry. I would hear the word. I would hear my mom come into my room. I would hear her praying and praising God in the house, leaving little Bible verses for me. But the cares of this world, my image that I had worked so hard to create, the deceitfulness of riches, the celebrity lifestyle of the rich and famous would enter in and choke the word and it would become unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100. See, that night when I encountered the Lord Jesus, I was the good ground. All the decisions that I had made in my life leading up to that moment was cultivating the ground, getting me ready to receive the word of God. And that night, when I accepted it, I started doing something about it. And the work that I was doing about it was bearing fruit. Some 30, some 60, and some 100. My goal is the 100, to live the 100-fold life. So what are we talking about here today? It's simply this. If I could do it, you could do it too. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and make him the Lord of your life and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by his grace that you have been saved through that faith and not that of yourself. It is the gift of God and not of works, lest anyone should boast. It's a free gift. That's the gospel. And what is the gospel? That Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, that that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds might be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Well, someone might be saying, I don't really know what to do, so I just received Jesus. But what steps do I take? Is there any way I can get a little bit of help? And there is. When I received the Lord Jesus, the first thing that I did was jumped into a program called Operation Solid Lives, authored by my senior pastor, Jerry Dearman, from Solid Lives. This free online discipleship course is four weeks long, and it will change your life forever. It walks you through what it looks like to live life with God and to become a disciple of Jesus. It's simple. All you really do is limit media time, listen to podcasts and teachings, Memorize scriptures and read your Bible every day. But there's power in patterns. Who you are is what you do every day. The real you is in your daily routine. My daily routine just consists of me following Jesus Christ with all my heart and humbling myself before him and making him the decision maker of my life and my day. 
I want to encourage you to sign up for this free online discipleship course, which can be found on lifespendifferent.com under the followership tab. Sign up for this. And your life, like my life and thousands of others' lives, can be different too, starting today. Listen, I know that I know the day I met the creator of the universe face to face, the day I got saved and truly repented, the day I met Jesus because my life's been different ever since. And I want that to happen for you too. And it could. And it's simple. If you indeed continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you just heard, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which I, Merlo, have become a servant, then like for me that day, today is your day. The day of salvation. You're one decision away. Or maybe you're ready to finally make your all-in commitment. Decide and begin to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Life's Been Different podcast. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing and resources, music by Merlot, or OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different. Thank you.